Welcome to Here Come the Moms. I'm Holly. I'm Sharon. And we're going to be talking today about being part of the team. It's all about advice for moms and the best ways to work with the bride, to co-plan, whether it be with the bride, with the mom, the bride with the stepmom, the bride with a wedding coordinator, the bride with the mother of the groom, the bride with the grandmother. There are many possibilities, right, Sharon? Right, exactly. And it's all about how the team works together cohesively. And working well. Working well together. You can have a lot of people working together, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make for a pleasant wedding planning experience if the people involved don't have the rules. And working with each other, not, you know, we're all trying to go toward the same goals, right? You want to achieve a a fabulous wedding day and do it nicely, and it can be. You bring up a really good point that it's about all having the same goals. And what's really important to establish right up front is what is everyone's goals? Because the bride thinks the goal is for the wedding to reflect her and her fiancé. The mother may think, well, we're paying a lot of money, so my goal is... Yes, we want the bride and groom to have a gorgeous wedding, but we want some of our family uh, rituals and things involved. So that's her definition of a goal. Mother of the groom may think, you know, something entirely differently. So what is everyone's goals? That's something you have to to settle on before you start planning item number one. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Well, what do you think are some of the biggest problems moms have with being part of the team? I think they walk into it with, Um, preconceptions of what it's going to be like. You know, they may remember what it was like working with their mother. So they may not understand how it's going to be. And the bride and groom get to decide how it's going to be. So the number one mistake they make is walking in and thinking they know, you know, every single nuance of what it's going to be like to be part of this team or not wanting to be part of a team. They may say, okay, yeah, sure, I'm in this team, but there are like five things I'm so going to get my way. And that is something where mother turns into mean girl. And well, it becomes control. It becomes a game. It becomes a, I'm going to beat you. And, you know, we may not want to think of our mothers like this, but I think there's, there's like the little sixth grade girl in all of us where when things get heated up, it starts to be like, hey, look, you know, that person's getting everything they want. I want to get some of what I want. And it really gets very messy when you don't have the initial meeting where you're talking about everyone's goals. And you're talking about what you would like as the bride. Um, well, so then for, the moms for everyone to every- get together, and the moms too need to establish what they would like for the team to feel like. You know, you have to understand that these are your partners, so you have to look at that with a lot of the same definition as relationship roles. You know, trust, communication, reliability. These are the kind of things that make for any good team. Well, let's say this team, you get engaged, mm-hmm. okay, and you start planning your wedding. Right. So there are going to be many challenges along the way. You know, picking a venue, probably one of the first, uh, you know, challenges. You know, right. where is it going to be? You yeah. know, so does the mom, you know, the, the, does the daughter say, okay, uh, I want my mother you know, to help me with this? Or is this something I just want to do with my groom-to-be? Right. Okay. Before you even get to that point, you have to think about the definitions of the people in the team. Who's going to be involved and to what degree? So before you even start about your 
venue, your flowers, who's going to be involved in each individual task, you have some work to do. Okay, so what do you do? So what should you you do? You set up a meeting if you're all in the same area. If you're not all in the same area, which we're going to get into in a little bit, um, set up a phone call with everyone. And you can do conference calling. It's very easy. Um, You set up a phone call where you just welcome everyone and let everyone to, to know that they're part of a planning team. And it should make everybody that happy. That makes everybody happy because a lot of them are included. I know I like to be included. Exactly. A lot of mothers and the mother of the groom, they get very afraid. They say, well, you know, the, you know, the bride and groom are kind of older. And are we going to be included? And to what degree? And they have a lot of fears. And then they get defensive before they even have any information. So communication is key. Communication is totally key. And not just once in the beginning, but throughout. You check in. Now, this is good advice for brides and moms. Check in, validate, and make sure you talk about what's going well, and thank the other person for the work that they've done, and you're setting the tone for this is a pleasant partnership to be in. This is not, here's what I need from you, why didn't you make that call, you know, this is going wrong, and make it as positive as possible, and just like you've learned maybe in your career that you'll get a lot further when you provide some positive reinforcement that's so that's my mother always told me rule. get more sugar than you do with vinegar yeah right? exactly or whatever that saying is exactly is, you know but i think that's a great great idea be mature and right. and, and be responsible be nice right and be inclusive exactly and here's some advice for that first conversation is you're welcoming welcoming them to the team you're letting them know what your time frame is. We're, we don't expect to plan this whole thing the next couple of weeks. So you don't, you know, we're not going to be taking tons of phone calls. We're going to be doing this, this, and this are our top priorities. And we would love to hear what you would like, you know, reflected in the wedding. And, and we'll talk about it. And we'll figure out what we can do, what we can't do, because we're on a limited budget. And we really want the wedding to reflect us. Now, the mom's part of it is say, you know, we're really happy for you and we'll will participate in any way that you see fit. And that's the best thing you can do as a mom. You know, and just remember whose day it is. You had your day, maybe you had two or three days, and you can always renew your vows later if you are finding throughout the process that you need to be the center of attention and you have things that you want to reflect. Now, here's one big, big point for the moms at this totally starting point. Don't worry about what other people think. The first fear is number one, I'm not going to be included. And number two, well, what will all the relatives think about the things that you're saying you want? Right away, mom wants to throw up some flags and say, well, you know, you have to have a formal religious wedding because that's what we've always had in the family. And bride and groom are looking at this first initial conversation with excitement and they don't expect you to throw a wrench in the works. So make sure that if you have concerns, I advise that moms keep a bridal binder. Just like, just like the brides. So you can write down what your concerns are and keep notes and keep track of things that you find. And once in a while, you can let the bride know, hey, I pulled some things I thought you might find interesting. When you have some time, you know, maybe you'd like to take a look at them. Not, here are the flowers I want you to have. You know, it's just when you're proposing your ideas and your suggestions in a way that shows you know that you are not the alpha female of the event then you're going to get a lot, lot farther. So it's going to work out really nicely if your first steps are showing the bride and groom the respect that they deserve. Yeah, and it's also added pressure. Oh, yeah. 
you know, if you, you say I have to have it this way or, or added pressure that I have to do this for my guests. Right. You know, your guests are going to be joyous and happy to attend. And whatever you do, they're going to be very happy. Right. It's not about your guests. Exactly. And let me assure all of you mothers out there, I have been to some very, very egregiously planned weddings with horrible etiquette mistakes. And nobody gets hurt. Nobody really even notices. Nobody really discusses it. You don't have to worry about what other people will think because the bride and groom are adults. And I don't know where you are in your relationship with them, but you can you can accept it right now that what they do is not a reflection on you. So basically, you can step away from any kind of you know gossip or anything that you're that you're worried about because they're going to do what they're going to do, and you're going to compose yourself and maintain yourself and present yourself at the wedding as the class act that you are. That's, and that's what people will remember. I think you're absolutely right. Actually, we got some feedback with reference. To to this topic today. And uh, Ruth in Ireland actually wrote to us, the idea of how to get in-laws connecting well, not only with the bride and groom, but with each other would be of help. Even the idea of how to include the in-laws in the wedding planning, who maybe live quite a bit away. It's been something I've been trying to work out recently and would love some input or advice on the issue. That's a great question. That's an absolutely great question. When you're establishing the team and the team is, is forming together, what happens when you're all living at a distance? And how do you, um, as the whether you're the bride, whether you're the moms, you know, how do you make sure that the team is gelling? And one of the top pieces of advice I have is to remember that you're people and find out what your common interests are, not just the wedding. So that's a nice way for everybody to bond. It's like, yeah, we're going to talk about the wedding two-thirds of the time. But then for the other third of the time, we're going to talk about other common interests, things that are going to bind our families together. You want to establish a future relationship um, based on common values and common interests and asking questions. If you're the mom and you want to get to know the groom's mom, you don't want to interrogate because you're not on a date. <laughs> so you don't want to. So you want to find ways to find out. Oh, I heard from the groom that you're really into gardening and I would love to see pictures of your garden one day. Boom. You just treated her like a person and at a distance when you don't know each other very well, that is going to make your team humanized. Does, that make, does that make sense? Yeah, and closer. Mm-hmm. And it's more intimate. Right. You know, Because you want everyone to get along as people. This planning process and being part of a team is not just about the wedding. Everybody gets very you know, tunnel visioned on the wedding and it's really setting the foundation for your future life together as an extended family. You're all going to be dealing with each other in the future. You know, it's hopefully for many, <laughs> many years. What you do now determines the access you'll have to your grandchildren. So you really have to just behave yourself and keep your perspective. And now here's another part of being a, a very good part of the team. Be able to apologize. You know, it, just have some humility and say, look, I got carried away. I got a little overexcited, and I'm sorry if I pushed you. I didn't realize I was being intense. And apologize and be done with it. We no over-apologizing. That's part of being a good team as well. We have to be aware of your behavior. Exactly. And you have, you have to be accountable for it. Right. And some people just aren't aware. You know, they aren't aware that they're being intense, you know, whatever. So the bride and, the bride and groom have to think about, all right, when our mothers overstep their bounds, how are we going to tell them? You know, how are we going to get that point across? We know how to communicate with our mothers. Um, what's the best way for us to do it? 
And just the same, the moms have to realize that, you know, hey, look, I'm going to have to tell my adult daughter here that she's being really out of control and immature and, and she's being mean to everyone. How do I word that? So that's something that I think we should do a show on. I think we should do a segment on, you know, how to handle other people's bad behavior. I think it's a great idea for a topic. There's no question that's going to be an upcoming show. Fabulous. But let's say you're in the middle of all your planning. Yeah. And you hit a bump. Yep. How can you make it go a little smoother? When you're the mother, if there's a bump, it's a matter you go back to the communication thing. You let the bride know, say, hey, look, you asked me to do the invitations with you, and I'm finding that, you know, you're getting things done without me, and I'm just wondering, you know, have you changed your mind? about my being involved because I'm looking forward to this and I just want to know what to expect. That's it. Not how could you leave me out and take her? You know, that, oh, if you turn into like a whiny six-year-old, you are going to plant poison in your working relationship with the bride and with the mother. You don't want to set up any kind of adversarial situation. Moms accept the fact that brides and grooms can choose who they want to bring with them And also look at the fact that if you want something, you have to ask for it. You have to be direct about what you want to do, what you're able to do, and make sure that it's it's clear. You know, don't just send emails because sometimes they don't go through. And sometimes they're not relayed. You don't get it. It's not the same thing as a phone call. But I also think um, brides and or mothers, you know, we we are all subject to changing our minds. That happens, too. You know, when we are in um, in the planning mode. Exactly. You know, here you're talking about invitations and, you know, maybe all of a sudden a new uh, someone that you're the mother-in-law knew. Right. Wanted you to meet with this person. It had nothing to do with your mother's uh, capabilities. Right. Of choosing the crane's um, invitation. Exactly. Or the five-part invitation. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, it just was, you know, being a courtesy. Sometimes. And things are going to take off on their own. So you have to not take everything personally and understand that, hey, they got an inspiration and they ran with it. Not everything has to do with me. That's a really hard thing for anyone to say to a mom. You know, so I'll say it. Get mad at me. I don't care. Um, Don't make everything about you. You Don't take things personally. Understand that everyone on the wedding planning team has to be flexible and has to remind themselves at regular intervals why they're a part of the team that they've been invited it's an honor and a privilege there are some mothers who don't get involved at all they're not invited so everyone really has to take into account that they're there doing a really important job is that they're not just creating a party they're creating a ritual filled celebration of a marriage starting out so make sure that you remind yourself that you're a person that the bride and groom are people And that the future in-laws are not your adversaries. You know, they're going to be partners and you may get to be very good friends with them in the best of all worlds. It would be wonderful if you could all vacation together. So look forward to those things. Just spend holidays together. Right. Like I do. I mean, I think that's something we look forward to. Exactly. You know, what do you think the number one mistake moms make as part of the team? Oh, making assumptions. You know, when you make assumptions about how things should be, when you use the word should you know, that's very controlling. You may not think of it that way. Say, well, that's how it should be. That's, you know, just think if you connect those two definitions and you realize, yeah, that's kind of controlling when I'm putting my own expectations on the bride who has a different way of looking at things. Don't make it in any assumptions. Don't make expectations. 
you know, figure out together the way it's going to work and what part of the team you're going to be. Now, moms need to make sure that the bride and groom know early in this first meeting what they're good at, what they can contribute, because they may not know that mom has a really good graphic design background and can make the programs or can, you know, basically they have no idea that mom has this skill. They know their mother in a certain way. Um, and mothers also need to let the bride and groom know what they're not willing to do. Say, you know, I know that you love my lasagna, but I'm not going to make 200 of them. You know, I really would like to not cook. You know, I said, but I'm willing to do this, 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 and this. So it's very important when you're being honest, open, and communicative that everyone knows what you're able to do. And I think it's a big gift that you give to the bride and groom. And dads, too. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What is the best philosophy for moms on the team, you think? Um, keep your perspective. Make sure that you're always reminding yourself that you're a mother. And what are the promises you made to your child when they were born that you would provide? You're still able to provide those things, and you will be able to provide them in the future. You are not losing your daughter or your son. So get rid of that fear. Yes, things are going to change, but you actually um, you actually can create very bad change when you fear losing. You know, because then you get clingy and you get competitive and... You create more problems when you start off the process with a fear-based mindset. Well, what about something came to mind with the team? Sometimes you're really close to your siblings. Right. You know, that they can be part of the team, Anybody too. Anybody can be part of the team. That's the wonderful thing about weddings right now is that brides and grooms are planning together in the overwhelming majority of, of weddings. It's over 80%. Um, they're inviting their, their parents, step-parents especially, are very involved. And their siblings, and we're seeing a lot of grandparents and godparents and grand, you know, just tons and tons of, of extra people and best friends who have recently planned weddings who become very vital resources. And they are, for, your friends are your family. So, you exactly. Know, so. Sometimes you're closer to your friends than you are to your family. And that's, that applies to the mothers as well. They may have a best friend that they want involved in the planning with them as a way to share the fun. Well, the team, it's a, it's a very key component. Right throughout and forever after exactly now what happens when someone needs to be kicked off the team what because happens sometimes hey, trouble what do you do <laughs> sometimes that happens when when a mother decides that she just can't handle herself and she's being too um competitive and she's not a team player the bride and groom may ask her to step out so i'm warning mothers please realize that this is a possibility and that today's bride and groom are very capable and strong and they have been known to ask parents to step out. You know, they say, but we're paying for it. Well, we don't need your money. So just having money doesn't give you a right to uh, name yourself the boss of the group. I know that the majority of the, of the mothers listening to this right now are not going to be like that. But you, keep in mind that you really can be fired. <laughs> you know, so as part of a team, you want to make sure that you're just being respectful all the way around. I think that moms are uh, going to be more respectful. I, I do, and I think they're going to listen a little more, and they have to be more respectful because now that they're daughters and sons, they're grown up. Right. And to be fair, a lot of this horrible behavior you hear about anecdotally from mothers and mothers of the groom as well, they don't mean to be like this. We've seen movies like what Monster-in-Law with Jane Fonda. We, they don't mean to be like that. And Underneath all of the bad behavior is really fear. 
So you really have to work on that. You know, if you can get some journaling done and really work, if you're a mom and you're, you're finding that you're getting very angry and anxious, you know, just look at what your fears are and work on it, you know, aside from the wedding plans and, and look for the communication and the closeness that you want. Maybe just invite them for dinner or, or make a phone call. Just do something to create the sense of safety um, that you need and that the couple needs because the couple doesn't want to lose their parents either. They don't want to lose their families. They want everyone to get along. And that's what the goal is. Well, I think that uh, couples are uh, going to embrace being with their families for many years to come and be working on lots of other parties um, in the future also. So uh, if anybody has any feedback uh, questions, ideas, suggestions for Here Come the Moms. Uh, Sharon and I welcome um, you to either call us on our listener hotline at 800-882-1259 or to email us at, email us at feedback at the WPN.com. Again, that's feedback at the WPN.com. And we hope you enjoyed Here Come the Moms today and enjoy being part of the team and maybe even hopefully listening to Here Come the Moms will help you uh, feel, you know, not be as stressed and not be as overwhelmed. Um, send us your questions as well if you have personal questions about how to start your planning process. Um, anything that you may have in mind, we'll address it on future shows. That would be so great. Moms and daughters and mothers of the groom and, and everybody involved with planning this wedding, we really suggest you listen to your mom, but also listen to your bride. Yeah, um, exactly. You know, it's a lot of listening. One of the key things that we'd like you to get out of today's show is listen more than you talk. So, and that applies to everyone. <laughs> well, we hope you enjoyed today's Here Come the Moms. See you soon. <laughs> <laughs>